Welcome back, Tom Bell here, and on today's episode, super inspiring guy, one that I'm just loving watching his progress in the triathlon world, Scott Babel. He is just going to share so much gold throughout this interview. It's the only shame is that it couldn't have been three or four hours instead of 45 minutes. Just a real genuine guy. I've loved this catch-up. I know you're going to love it, so let's get into it. On today's show, we welcome Scott Babel from Brisbane, a super fit triathlete. Welcome to the show, Scott. Tom, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate you getting in contact with me and letting me share a little bit about myself. Oh gosh, I can't wait to to get to know you a little bit better. And I mean, I've been watching uh, from a distance and you are certainly quite the inspiration uh, for myself getting into endurance um, sport really sort of did come through triathlon and you know to to get into any sport um, you know one thing I do is I do look you know amongst you know who's doing that at the moment and seeing what they're up to and you're certainly a person that's that's lighting the field on fire right now which is quite exciting to watch but for people you know who haven't actually come across you yet could you tell us a bit about yourself and your endurance life yeah sure thing uh just first of all thanks for those kind words uh <laughs> Getting there, um, still learning as you go along, but uh, I love the triathlon lifestyle, so it's all good. Um, so yeah, I got into triathlon about two and a half, three years ago. Um, I was I was always very sporty when I was younger. I did uh, rugby, cricket, swimming, um, soccer, uh, you name it, and I was I was pretty much involved in mm-hmm. any sports I could be involved in, you know. Yeah. Um, now I was pretty focused on rugby and coming into school and going out of uh, school into the university level. Um, I just kept on getting so injured in the sports. Uh, these guys just kept on getting bigger and bigger and I was just getting absolutely destroyed, you know? Mm. So decided to make the change over to a less contact sport, and less, less taxing on the body mm. kind of. Um, and yeah, I mean, I fell into triathlon and I haven't looked back since. Yeah, right. And because that's the thing, isn't it? Like footy and some of these different sports, uh, they they can be pretty brutal. Like just, you know, full grown men and, you know, men get to be quite full grown, you know, <laughs> compared yeah, yeah. to like, I mean, <laughs> I see you, man. You're like, you look, you look ripped, like you, you know, you, but by comparison to some of these dudes, like it, it would be like sort of like running into a small car, um, which which yeah, isn't like exactly hit, fun. Hitting a hitting a brick wall, you know. Yeah, yeah. So so then, you know, had you done a triathlon prior, or you know, obviously running's part of things you do. You've probably been on a bike. You probably swam. But um, you know, two and a half, three years ago, to to be achieving what you're achieving now seems like a relatively relatively short. Uh, period of time which is quite incredible so so tell us about that first triathlon why triathlon and tell us about that first one yeah so um like but before the triathlon i was i was pretty focused on the swimming side and the running in school i Mm -hmm. never ever really enjoyed the cycling as a youngster um barely did any cycling maybe did one or two races with my dad or something but other than that. I'd never even heard of triathlon until about three years ago. So, mm, mm. um, yeah, so I got into triathlon th- two, three years ago. And the first race I did was a sprint race back in South Africa. And it was, I just remember 
feeling <laughs> absolutely exhausted and um it was brutal for doing a sprint race and now i'm doing the half ironman and full ironman i look back then i i, I can think i would never ever have pictured myself doing one of these full ironmans but yeah it evolves and you get hungry for more i suppose yeah and even even in um in that short space of time you know to go from the the sprint triathlon you've left it all out in the pitch by the sounds of things that would have been yeah. a, an interesting race and then um to to have stepped it up so what has that progression been like did you go through a few more sprint distance triathlons or you know straight after you finish that one you're starting to meet people in the event you've obviously gotten a little bit hooked um, how did it progress from that first one on yeah, so for the first one, I um, got a friend of mine from school and he coached me up to uh, compete in the first triathlon. And then obviously the slow progress from there, it was, I, I think I'd only done one sprint and then it moved to Olympic uh, Olympic distance. And then I did a couple of half, half Ironman distance races and just slow progress from there, there on upwards. And... Um, I obviously didn't have the biking strength that a lot of the other guys had, but my swimming and running was pretty decent, so I could build on that. Mm, mm. And and you know, it's it's I don't know, like this sounds might sound weird to say, but like looking in, like you've mentioned already, in just in the short space of time, that it it feels like slow progress for you to be getting from where you are to in your mind. I'm guessing where you can definitely feel and see that you are going to be. Um, but yeah. that is that is like quite a short space of time to to have gone from, in my opinion, to have gone from two and a half years to have gone from your first sprint or three years thereabouts <laughs> uh, to to being all the way up at full Ironman distance and being competitive. Like you, you're you're moving at a rate of knots, you know. So so it speaks to your mindset, I suppose, as well to to think, you know, where you want to go. That friend that got you to the first triathlon, um, was was he actually a coach or just someone that had was in triathlon that sort of shared some of his information with you? So he was actually a coach. Um, mm. he, was, he, he was a really good age group athlete and he's actually just moved to becoming a, a pro triathlete now. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, he was coaching a couple of other athletes and he helped me get started in it and taught me a couple of tips and tricks and all of that. And uh, yeah, I mean, fell in love with the sport straight away. Mm. And so, so now have you changed to a new coach? Yeah, so I was, obviously when I was back in South Africa, I was still with my first coach. Mm -hmm. And then I moved over to Australia to come and study here and I moved to a new coach. Okay, cool. And so who are you working with now? I'm working with Paul Lawson from Canada. Uh, he's part of the Plus and Prof Coaching. Yeah, right. Isn't it interesting to think? I mean, um, so you've got you've moved from South Africa to Australia, and you're working with a coach from Canada. Like, is that only in this day and age that you know we could? It's, it's we incredible, could be, isn't it? Oh wow! Jeez. And and I mean, like everything's just moving online now. It's it's crazy. Mm. Mm, mm, yeah, very intriguing. And so I see that you're. Is it the Win Republic? Some some cool some cool outfits that you're uh, that you oh, got. They've got such awesome kits. Uh, yeah. So I'm part of the uh, Win Republic team, both in 2018 and 2019. And uh, yeah, they they've got such incredible kits. Eh? Mm, I like it. And in terms of 
um, like where you are now, do you feel like um, to have gotten like you're talking about progressing and you're talking about getting up to the high level? And I see that you're you're holding your trophies up and um, you're achieving some great things. With the coaching that you're working on, have you found that your times across all areas have improved? And at the same time, your your bike skills are they just improving, improving, improving? Yeah, everything. Um, everything's improving just slowly, slowly, and slowly. And I think the one thing is just consistency throughout. Um, it's it's not like a rapid increase in one of the disciplines. It's just a, a good, steady, slow progress. Um, throughout all three, which I think is pretty key in the sport. So you can't just jump up and then neglect the one and then let the one fall. Uh, wayside you know mm, 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 yeah and and it's pretty intriguing to me to to see that you I, I just love this whole Ironman distance and and beyond um and that like after you're finishing a race are you just absolutely wrecked are you leaving it all out in the field um every race yeah I am uh the the 70.3 I'm still like when I first did the first one I was I was broken after it. Um, and then I think your body starts to slowly adapt the more you do them. Um, mm. And and like the recovery, once you cross the finish line, just starts speeding up slowly and uh, just getting better and better. But after my first Ironman, I, I was absolutely broken. <laughs> mm. And and is that something that's, that's uh, you know, you keep stepping up the distances and, and you've gotten to that point now where you've kind of reached, like I know that there are bigger races out there, but that kind of tends to be the pinnacle um, for triathlon, especially when we're talking like, you know, highly competitive, a lot of people going uh, best of the best in the field. So, yeah. you know, you talked about when you finish that sprint, you're like, oh, I could never go any further. Now you're doing full Ironmans and is it the same thing? Your body's recovering afterwards and your mindset's now about, okay, cool. Like I've got this this distance under my belt now. How can I keep winding myself to to get to that faster speed for each race? Yeah, exactly that. Mm. And are you thinking like, you know, in terms of your growth, uh, again, two and a half years, three years, it's not, it, to me, it doesn't seem like a very long time. I mean, in my head, if I was like, cool, I could be a competitive uh, <laughs> Ironman in three years, I, I, you know, the idea of that would be so cool. But yeah. tell, what are some of the other learnings that you've been um, having as you've been going along? So I'm guessing that nutrition probably, I mean, you were always fit, but like nutrition probably has changed for you. What you do to recover has probably changed. I'm guessing that some of the gear that you're using has changed. Would you mind sharing some of those sorts of things, some of those learnings? Yeah, sure. Um, so nutrition, I think, was one of the biggest things. Uh, when I first started triathlon, I think I used to eat like such a slob. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> it was just carbs, 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 and whatever was in front of me I, I could pretty much scoff down and mm -hmm. uh, think I could use that as fuel um, and then as soon as I started with my new coach I moved to the more low-carb high-fat diet okay yeah like fat addiction yeah, and, yep. yeah 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 and I found that really worked for me um, but obviously I also learned along the way the correct recovery methods and um, that's with regards to sleep and just just looking after the body in general. Mm. Um, what else? Yeah, gear. Gear. I mean, from the first time you buy something, it's it's completely evolved uh, to what it is now. You know. Um, mm. 
and with with the whole technology side of what's out there today, it's just getting even better and better and faster and faster, which is it's mind boggling. Mm. Yeah, and and so like you you know your bike, I, I see like um, you know some of the photos of your on your Instagram, and you've and you've got this um, the cool bike with that the wheel thing that's like the disc yeah. wheel. Like that <laughs> I always just see those things, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's just reminds me of the Olympics, and. Yeah. Uh, but you know your your bike is it one of the um, canyon bikes? Is that who is that who yeah. you're riding at the moment? Yeah, um, that's and, correct. The Canyon Speedmax. And I see there, like I mean, it's great marketing. But is it swim canyon run? You know, I see their shirts. You're like, if you're gonna bike bike on a canyon. Um, yeah, I have seen those shirts. Yeah. Yeah, and and so like when you, I mean, I don't don't know what bike you're on first, but the change from your first bike to say this bike, it, does it feel just? Can you feel the difference when you're riding on a top level bike like that? Absolutely. I mean, my first bike was a felt. Um. And oh, just just the improvements from that first bike to what it is now is just incredible. Mm-hmm. It's just much stiffer, lighter, um, fully integrated. It's just it's like an aero machine, you know. Mm. And you got that fancy thing where you can. I mean, I could be wrong, but where you can press the buttons on the aero bars to change your gears. Yeah, Have that's you got that? the, the electronic that? shifting. Yeah, that's what? So cool. Yeah, it is so cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like that looks like uh, it would make life a little bit easier. Because, and I don't know about you, but um, if you're on this crazy long race and it's already going to be challenging enough, having to sort of like take your hands back, change gears, do different things, ease of operation with gear, in my mind, would would make it just that little bit better or a little bit less distracting, you know, to to focus on actually going fast. Yeah, exactly. It's just like that little bit of extra efficiency and not letting your mind worry about other things that it doesn't need to you know and and if i could ask because the fat adaption thing for me like i'm certainly no you know elite athlete um but you know i'm certainly improving and and you know my body shape is changing and and this fat adaption um without having come across that i I ate like a slob too. Like I'll be real, like be real about that. It's true, um, but you know that thing has been really big for me, and, and it ends up in just eating a whole lot of whole foods. And I'm not, I'm not dialed in with my portion control or anything like that. But I do feel good that I can eat a big portion of that, and it's it's a lot better than eating a big portion of pizza. So yeah. as as you switched across, did you find that you know all of, like what I found was I I switched you know, all of a sudden I knew I felt better because I was eating healthy food. Like I just knew that in my mind, but then I stopped getting hungry. Like, so I, I would eat and I, and I, but I don't, I don't necessarily get hungry a lot of the time because my body's eating a lot of the fat. You don't really look like you've got a whole lot of fat left on your body for, for your body to go searching for and eating. <laughs> so, so was, was that an interesting change? Like, did you feel the shift in terms of how much energy you had, um, not being hungry and just knowing in your mind that you were eating healthier? Absolutely. I mean, um, every, everyone's always got their own opinion on different diets and all of that. And the, the low carb, high fats, like it's, it's, it's very opinionated. And, mm-hmm. and obviously everybody's different in what works for them and what works for others, you know, but I really was glad when I moved over to the low carb, high fats and after shifting from eating mountains and mountains of carbohydrates to less carbohydrates i could instantly feel that like 
your your mind just becomes a lot clearer mm-hmm. um you don't have that craving for sugary foods um as much i mean obviously you still do i mean everyone's human you know sugary mm-hmm. foods are that that nice little treat that mm-hmm. you can have every now and again but definitely i felt i didn't need to eat as um constantly throughout the day and uh oh, it just it just made it so much better for me uh, seeing what went into my body cooking my own food uh, like you said cooking those using whole foods is mm. is just really much much better than eating a, a big big round pizza you know yeah i agree and so then you talked a little bit about sleep as well. This is something that sort of um, was a bit of an eye-opener for me talking to my coach yeah. for the first time because I've sometimes been a little bit bad with sleep. Like I, my wife sleeps a lot more than I do. Um, seems that I can get by with less sleep. And when him and I were talking, um, we were sort of saying like, okay, well, you need to have this much sleep. And as you start to get to more of an elite level or push the distances up, whatever else it is, you actually need more sleep. And that was... Uh, almost a scheduling issue in my mind because to try and fit everything in that I need to fit into my life as well as then getting, you know, the right amount of sleep. Um, Absolutely. He, he was saying that's usually for people, it's the first thing that goes. It's either family or sleep and they're two things that you really can't be sort of reducing. So ha- how much sleep do you need? Is it different when you're um, competing? Tell us a bit about the, the sleep uh, ideology that you're sort of working to, working with at the moment. Yeah, so obviously, I mean, the more sleep you can get, the the faster your body is going to recover and adapt. I'm not I'm not too sure about the science behind it, but um, yeah, sleep's really really good. Uh, I try get between call it eight and ten hours a night. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, it, it 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 all plays its role. I mean, if you're working and uh, you've got life stresses like family and all of that it obviously can impact it um mm. so it's just mitigating those life stresses and trying to get the best sleep as possible just making it um a good routine you know mm. uh, make an average of eight hours a night just have healthy sleep regime and all of that and it's I've, I've found it really has benefited me since i started focusing a lot on the sleep and other recovery aspects what were you doing if you if you can remember how much sleep do you think you were getting before your coach brought that into your or into your awareness i if i had to guess maybe between six and eight but it mm. i wasn't i wasn't tracking my sleep or anything and it was very irregular to be six hours yeah uh, maybe 10 hours there um waking up at five and then seven and then it, it just wasn't consistent so couldn't couldn't really nail that down yeah yep okay so so this is it really has been a big journey there's been so many changes that have been taking place between um you know th- three years and now uh so so that's been um, really an interesting one to sort of um watch not uh, like i've been watching for the last three years but to sort of see how that's progressed for you is is quite interesting the the um, foods on point sleeps now on point um the recovery thing is something that's quite interesting to me uh what what are the aspects i'm seeing like 
you know, I don't know if you've seen that P3 at the Gold Coast and a lot of people I've talked to yeah. jump into mineral baths and they've got those Normatec boots and they're, yeah. you know, massage and physio and there's just a whole range of services that people employ to, to help themselves feel better. What does recovery look like for you? I know we've got the sleep aspect down part. What else are you doing to help yourself recover? Yeah, so you mentioned those, uh, the Normatec boots. Mm-hmm. I use those religiously after every like big session. I just jump on the couch, slip them on, and let them go to work. You know, it just it, it allows for the like a light leg flush. Because mm, that's a big investment. Is that something that yeah, you've been it, sponsored, it, 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 or did you did you just go? No, no, you no, thought no, that, that's you all all myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because that's that's a big thing. Like if if you don't mind me touching on that for a sec, because like I mean, like, I don't know. It seemed to me like you could either get like a set for like two and a half thousand dollars. It might have been four thousand um, dollars. I'm just talking Australian. I apologise to Normal Tech if I've got that wrong. Um, but you know, it really like that is a fair whacker, a whacker cash to put down. Um, so had you sort of looked into that and spoke with a coach? And, and I mean, look, everybody seems to be wearing them. So and and you've or did you try them out first? Yeah, I did try them out uh, at one of the races. There was like a, a Normal Tech booth there and. Mm. Gave them a test, uh, did a bit of research on them. And, I mean, you see all the marketing going on with all the elite athletes and that. And, I mean, if they are using it, it can't be bad. Um, And the more people, I mean, the more you hear about it, the more intrigued you get. And Mm. that's kind of what led me to getting them. And, to be honest, they've been super helpful. Eh? I mean, also especially for flying and that. When you get when you get to whatever destination you're on, it it helps with that water retention, leg flush as well, which is really good. Were you getting massages before? So, like, you know, people talk about um, like getting a massage after an event. You see, sometimes they have um, people with tents there that are giving people, the yeah. athletes massages, and and you know, a massage depending on how you go about it could cost you a hundred dollars or more. And yeah, so, exactly. you know, half a year of massages later, you probably have already in, bought, you know, to the level that you could have had these things. Now you, you could just be sitting at home on the couch watching your Netflix or whatever else you want to be doing, <laughs> um, you know, while, while you're wearing them, right? So so you've gotten them, they give you this um, leg flush, um, you know, your legs just feel amazing afterwards. Do you only have the ones for legs? Yeah, I only have the ones for legs. I know they come with arm ones and hip ones, but... Mm. Uh, I just use the leg ones. Um, but um, you, you mentioned like massage and that. I think everything you can do to try aid recovery is beneficial. And I still go for a, a really good massage maybe once or twice a week. Mm. Um, just for those spots that the boots kind of don't cover. And you just really need that deep, deep tissue massage, you know. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's intriguing to see that, um, like, even with that, like, you're still – so you really are taking good care of your body and making sure that um, that you're well looked after. Do you also see a physio? Uh, yes, I do. Um, every, every now and again when, when I need to just get the back adjusted or something or there's a problem that a massage can't fix, I'll go in and see the physio, but – not as regularly as I do see the massage therapist more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and even my wife and I were talking last night and it's a little bit like, you know, there's so many 
different things that you can do, so many different uh, combinations and setups that you could possibly endless, bring into your yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose personal preference. From from your perspective, what what other benefits has being an endurance athlete brought into your life, do you think? Um, oh, I, ever since starting with my new coach now, Paul Lawson, I've just learned so much about my body, um, just about also like your your mental mind, uh, just the state of your mind, and um, oh, it's 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 been a, it's been an incredible journey to be honest. Um, just being more efficient in not only the training but like everyday life and uh, just learning everything you can. I, th- I think, yeah. Mm. Mm. And so that's an interesting thing. So, so your mindset, because you would have had to have had a pretty successful mindset, because it seems to me that you've, you know, tackled all these sports, you've been a person that's full into life, and then, you know, sprint, Olympic, half, iron, like, there's a mindset in place that's that's carrying you there. You've yeah, you got to be you got to be that mental mental toughness, you know. Mm, mm. Well, tell us a bit about that. What do you what do you think makes up a successful mindset? Um, I, th- I think having some really good goals and objectives in life. Um, I also do a lot of uh, meditation, so just getting that like clarity in your mind and just being present in the moment is also very important. Mm. That's, what works. that's mm. what I've done for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Meditation's a, uh, an interesting one. Um, you know, some people love it. Some people probably feel that like maybe they can't do it or haven't enjoyed it, whatever else. Uh, yeah. I always, I always like it cause it does help me settle the mind. I like the idea of the, um, a big jug full of like dirty water that's been shaken up and meditation is letting all of the sediments settle until you've just got that clear water and the yeah. mud settles in the bottom. That, that image of how meditation works um, was a good one for me. Yeah. So do, are you sitting down for like so busy. 10 I'm minutes? So or busy in our like lives and that, that meditation can just help just clear it up a little bit and give you that sense of relaxation, you know? Mm. And how often are you doing that? uh every day every day right and do you yeah. sit down with like a guided one or are you just sitting there quietly yeah, just with a no guided music? one on the cell phone yeah right okay and how long does that sort of go for each day uh, 10 minutes or so. No, so nothing too hectic yeah yeah that's cool so we're not we're not like trying to be a buddhist monk with um you know days of meditation no, i'm not there. i'm not gonna go up into the tibetan mountains and um Live there for five years, you know. <laughs> no, I get it, I get it, and that's a funny thing for me to even um, say that. But but in a way, like you know, ten minutes a day, anybody can do that. And so, has that been something that you've long done, or is that since you know really starting to push this thing up a few gears? Yeah, since starting to push this thing up a bit now, and mm-hmm. so it's more of a more of a recent um, addition to the training in that. Wow, I like it. I like it, and and I'll touch on goals in a in a in a few minutes. Um, but from like, if you're looking back over all these events that you've done, um, is there a favourite one that stands out in your in your memory as as the one that you just love the most? Are you talking about races? Sorry. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I did the Ironman seventy point three in uh, Mallorca. Mm-hmm. in spain and i don't know why i just really really loved that race i don't know if it was the destination or um 
the crowds or the people, but it, it was just an incredible experience and I really enjoyed that race, yeah. Mm. And so, like, coming from South Africa to here, I mean, that in my head, that's cool to – you've lived in another country, awesome. And then to – this sport seems to be taking you everywhere in a way. Like, that's kind of a cool thing. So, that... yeah. You get to see so many different places, meet so many different people. It's, it's really incredible. Mm, mm, yeah, and I mean, I mean, were you much of a traveller back in your rugby days? Um, yeah, but that was that was more just within South Africa, and uh, nothing really what I'm doing now, like going overseas and that. So yeah, you must have to just stop and pinch yourself sometimes to think like the life that you're <laughs> living, like you've got the super clear mind, you've got the the eating dialed in, you're super fit. You know, you've probably always been fit, but you're probably reaching a point now where you're fitter than you've ever been. Uh, uh, you're seeing the world. It, how amazing. It's incredible. Mm, mm. And so that uh, the Spain event, um, could you can you recall the, recall the event? Because like, is there a few like sort of highlights from the race? Um, the bike course was just incredible. Um, and then running along the beachfront was just absolutely amazing as well. I mean, it was stinking hot mm. that I can remember. Um, but but just the whole experience of that, the family was there, uh, just to share that experience with them was also really cool. Yeah, and, and mum and dad seem to be big supporters. I see that you've mentioned them in, in a couple of posts. Yeah. Big big supporters. Do they go to each event, or are they just supporting you from afar? Or oh, they they love it. I mean, obviously they're still back in South Africa, mm -hmm. and um, oh, they would absolutely love to be at every single event that I can do while I'm over here. Um. But obviously, it's it's just not possible sometimes. Um, but I mean, they're staying awake until two in the morning, watching the live tracker just to see when I'm coming in, and then giving me a call after the race at three in the morning at South African time to see how oh, I'm wow. doing. So just knowing that they also they're supporting and keeping track of me, it's 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 incredible. It keeps me going. Yeah. Yeah, right. And and that's something else um, that's probably intriguing, I suppose, that everybody that knows you probably knows that you're this dialed-in guy, that you're, you're achieving these big things. But do you, have you found that, like, friends, family, or, you know, even the networks that you're, that you're creating are, are quite, you know, inspired by what you've been achieving? Um, I, I, I would like to think so. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I know... Um, Obviously, from my mom and my dad, they they absolutely love it. Mm. Um, I hope, I would like to think that I would be inspiring to some other people. Yeah, um, inspiring to me. So, you uh, know, one notch on the ins <laughs> on on the people you've inspired. I'm sure there's many more. Yeah, I'm sure there would be. I hope. Mm. And and so you you mentioned before about the the goals. Like, could be for 2019. Could certainly you know even if you wanted to sort of say like what what the sort of big big goals are there that you're aiming to even longer than that. Yeah. But what 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 are the goals that you're sort of working towards at the moment? Uh, so the big goal, obviously, for 2019 is Kona in October. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'll be my first time on uh, the Big Island. That's cool. And yeah, I'm very very excited about that. Um, the goal there is obviously to perform to the best ability that I know that I can and have a race that I could be happy with. Mm -hmm. um, 
but other than that, just a couple of races throughout the year. Um, and yeah, other goals are getting through the studies that I'm doing here at university and making sure I pass. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you studying? I'm studying IT at Queensland University of Technology. Yeah, right. IT, hey. I, we have, uh, I work in, you know, fairly big corporation here in, um, in, in Brizzy and like there's an IT department. It's got a massive amount of people and, you know, I ring, I have no idea about computers or any of that sort of stuff. And so, so hats off to you. Thank, thank goodness that there are people like you in the world um, that are able yeah. to understand all of that stuff and, and have a willingness and a desire to do that because it couldn't be any further from my, from my scope um, of, of uh, desires to, to get into that, <laughs> into that area. So, and so it, would the plan be then you've got that as a backup, um, you know, if you need to go and work, you can do all those sorts of things, but then ultimately triathlon becomes way of life for, for at least as long as you can physically keep it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've, I never ever thought when starting the sport that my life would be so, revolve a lot around the triathlon and to, to be honest i actually i actually love it it's a real passion of mine and um to to have the the triathlon side and then obviously something like the studies and that it, it just breaks it up a little bit so it's not that full focus on triathlon which can obviously be detrimental if it's just triathlon 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 you know so it's mm. it's a nice little break every now and again to go back to the studies which is really cool it sounds like good balance and so yeah. when you're when you're not training and you're not competing what are you what are you getting up to and not studying oh um sleeping okay. <laughs> sleeping and eating yeah, yeah. no other, other than the triathlon and studying that's pretty much it at the moment Okay, all right. And so I guess then, um, you know, other people I've um, had on the show would then talk about the benefits of two birds, one stone, you know, making friends that are into the same sort of sport that you're in. I don't know whether you're in a tri club or, or, you know, you might not because you're doing your um, coaching um, with someone from, from quite quite a long way away. Yeah. But are you then meeting up with friends that do triathlon and train together? Do you tend to train solo? How, how does that kind of work for you? I tend to train solo. It's just a little bit easier um, with my whole university timetable and that. Um, but I try to get out with a bunch of people for like an easy spin or um, join a couple of swimming squad sessions every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ju- I just find also I think I think the the Ironman sports are very it's a very like individual pursuit, mm-hmm. and a lot of the athletes tend to just find it a bit easier to do their own thing um but the amount of people i've met in the sports is incredible and whether it's it's in australia anywhere in australia or anywhere over the world everyone's always so uh welcoming saying if you ever want to join us on a spin or something just give us a shot you know so the triathlon community is it's incredible yeah right right i like it i like it and that's good good to get these insights from uh, you know at the moment i see that the the win um brand um that you that you're working with it'd be interesting to know how that one came about but also um like are you working with any other brands at the moment you mentioned the giant bikes um what other brands are you sort of loyal to or ambassador for sorry the canyon bikes yeah oh yes um yep no worries uh yeah so win republic with uh Beth and Luke McKenzie have been working with them now for the last two years. 
uh, on the Team Win Republic. Uh, then I am with, I'm an ambassador for HRV for training, which is like a recording tool for your heart rate variability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than, other than that, not, not much else to be honest. Yeah, right. It's it's interesting to see how, like, as as you progress, and I don't know if you've found this already, but um, it seems that then different places will sort of come in. You know, you're starting to hold trophies up. I think that does certainly help with uh, getting some sponsors and people to sort of um, come in, um, you know, whether it be shoes or other bits and pieces. But um, so that'll be an interesting thing. Um, but but you also said about um, Luke McKenzie. He's he's a bit of a legend. So have you had the opportunity to meet him and talk with him? Yeah, I've I've met both Luke and Beth, and they they're such incredible people. They're such down to earth, and what they're doing with the with their company, Win Republic, is it's it's just it's it's amazing. The amount of people you see now in their race kits and that is mm. it's incredible. Yeah, they yeah, they're such photo- great people. Yeah, they seem like they're really down to earth, down to earth people. I saw a photo the other day, and it would have been like maybe twenty people all together, just in the outfits. And then, then, then you do you start to see them in different photos, um, you know, of people in the kit, and you realise that it is growing at a rate of knots. And and why not, you know, designed by people that that actually know athletes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And so, if people were listening to this, I mean, I, I can imagine that. Um, there's there's plenty of people that are sitting here thinking, geez, I'd love to be getting up to being a competitive racer in two and a half, three years' time from, from wherever <laughs> they might be in their journey. But would you be able to have, say, three tips that you would give to people that are looking to get into endurance activities or they might be in triathlon and, and want to sort of take it up take it up a few notches? Yeah, um, three key aspects. Uh, first, uh, I would say, obviously, like, get a coach or join join a triathlon group or squad or something it's it's just that like initial breakup of getting you introduced into the sports learning a couple um methods and tricks on what to do and how to prepare for that stuff um i think that's really a really good intro into the sport um once that's all done the next one i would say is just be consistent with your training so just just keep keep being consistent. I think is one of the most important things. Um, and then, lastly, I would say, I suppose everyone says it, but enjoy what you do. Mm. I think that's 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 the main thing. If if you're not enjo- it's it's like if you've got a job and you're not enjoying it, and you're stuck in a a nine to five, it's 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 worth it, but it's not worth it, you know. So, if you're into the sports of triathlon, I think it's really good just to be enjoying what you're doing um surround yourself with with like-minded people um it's 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 a healthy lifestyle so it's, it can only be beneficial you know mm, mm, yeah i love that i love that and so if i could touch on for a sec then being consistent for you in training i don't know is your coach um setting you know your whole plan is it like in something like training peaks are you following that is yeah how does how does that sort of work for you how many days a week are you training is it every single day yeah, so he sets it up in training peaks for me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, every week's a bit different. Uh, more hours here, less hours here, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, I follow that religiously and just, just like even if, even if it's a session that's 
isn't going to plan. When I say consistency, I'm just talking about getting it actually done and no matter what, no matter what's happening, just getting through the workouts, resetting for tomorrow and doing the same thing over and over again. And if you don't feel right, you know, like whatever it is, um, say, I don't know, you might have had to have done a certain length ride and halfway through the ride, you're like, you're just not feeling it. Your body's not there. Are you in a position where you're comfortable to say, look, actually, I'm going to call it. I'm not going to just push it for the sake of pushing it. And then, cause you know, those things, they go green or they're red. If yeah, you yeah, yeah. Orange. Like, are you happy with an orange or a red? If, if that's what your body actually required? Um, I, th- I think when I started triathlon, I was, I was very focused on making sure that all the boxes were ticked. But mm-hmm. I think now as I've started to develop, to develop as an athlete, um, you start realizing that it's not all about perfection the whole time, you know, and no, nobody's perfect um it's about listening to your body and when your body tells you enough's enough that you can't ignore it you know otherwise mm. you're just going to dig yourself into a hole and then that whole aspect of overtraining and sickness and it, it it's just a it's just going to open a bag full of problems mm. Mm. i like that's very mature mindset and so you talk about enjoying it i am intrigued if i can also just to understand what that because it sounds to me like you love it you're seeing all of these things. The benefits are there. Um, but Ironman distance, both half and full, that's no joke, right? Like that's that's a that's a big distance. What are you telling yourself? You mentioned mental toughness before. Is there anything that you're telling yourself at those points where you're in a race, you're hurting, and, you know, is your mind kicking in? Are you having to like battle your mind and bring some positive affirmations in? Like how are you pushing through the harder times? Yeah, I think you do have to have a certain, like, call it like mantras to go by. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everyone's different. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think when you're out there and you deep into it five hours into a race or however long it is, you just got to keep on telling yourself that you're doing it for the pure joy of the sport. You're not doing it um, to be the best out there and have expectations that are, unreachable um that's why i say enjoying the sports just just being out there with all the other athletes and knowing that they're also in the same boat and um just doing the sport because they absolutely love it you know and if a solid race performance for that individual comes from that day i think it's only a cherry on top Mm, mm, I like it. I like it. Well, I'm going to be excited to watch along on your journey. I can't wait to see um, Kona roll around and, and to see how you go. Um, so I, I guess I'd, I want to say a big thank you for you taking the time to come on. But if people wanted to you know, follow you along on your journey, did you have the social media handles that you'd like to share? Yeah, sure. Tom, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, it's, it's been really cool talking to you. Mm. Um, if people want to follow me, they can follow me on the ones that I'm active on is Instagram at Scott Bavel. Uh, yep. I'm on I'm on Twitter at S Bavel. And uh, Facebook, Scott Bavel Triathlete Facebook page. And then I've also recently just started a new YouTube channel as well. So you can also search me there at Scott Bavel. Awesome. I'll have to check that out. I haven't seen that yet. So so that's awesome, mate. Look, this has been, you know, such a great catch-up, so much gold shared. I really feel like we could chat all day. Uh, but, but I just, again, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat. 
No, Tom, thank you so much for having me on this on on your podcast. I mean, it's been really cool chatting to you as well. Thanks, it's, buddy. It's an honor. It's an honor to be included uh, with some of the people that you've had on your podcast already, and I've had a look at your Easy Thrills page, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Awesome, mate.